Good morning. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's conversation with on assessing and benchmarking your messaging maturity with the Conversational Index. Uh, it's great to be back. It looks like Fritz can hear me. Fritz can see me. Uh, hopefully no tech issues this week as I knock on my desk and shake the camera. Uh, apologies again to our excellent guest, Jeff Toyster from last week, who got to endure our first internet hiccup. Uh, so thank you, Jeff, for working with us. Thank you, Fritz, for closing out last week's conversation with. And of course, the replay with Jeff is available on the, our site, our landing page. Uh, we thank him for spending time discussing how to get your employees obsessed with customers. If you didn't see it, check it out. Now to today's discussion, uh, everyone is aware that messaging is the preferred medium to engage with consumers today. Uh, there are over 5 billion monthly active users of messaging. And of course, messaging apps and mediums are uh, ubiquitous, uh, right? We've got WhatsApp, live chat, Facebook Messenger, uh, obviously iMessage, Apple Business Chat. Uh, messaging is the preferred way of engaging with today's consumer because it is very natural to them, right? So what we've seen in the last 12 months has obviously been a massive acceleration uh, of this way of engaging with today's consumer. Uh, of the digital transformation that we saw coming down the pipe. Uh, and interestingly enough, PwC, they did a 2020 Global Consumer Insight Survey. They found several statistics that back that up. Uh, first and foremost, 58% of respondents have increased their use of both messaging uh, and social media apps, and 91 and 86% respectively want to continue using these services. 59% of respondents have also increased their use of video chat, uh, and 74% say they want to maintain this trend. Uh, and of course, the same research also shows that all purchases other than food increased by 45% via mobile, 41% via PC, and 33% via tablet, while there was a 50% decrease in in-store purchases. So uh, the things that we saw during COVID, the impressions and hunches we had on, on the way that uh, the consumer was preparing and uh, preferring to engage with us was real. It's here. So uh, it's my pleasure to talk today uh, about the conversational index, uh, modernizing messaging strategies, and keeping up with today's consumer, because it's at the heart of what we discuss day in and day out. Uh, so obviously a very exciting topic for me. Uh, in fact, this session, Conversation With, was built around the pain that, frankly, in our opinion, webinars are a bit stale. Uh, in order to have uh, the sort of engagement that we're looking to have, we need to have a conversation right? It has to occur naturally, feel authentic, have the expertise uh, to drive the engagement we were looking for. So uh, as conversation is our wheelhouse, uh, I'm excited uh, because of today's session for a hundred million different reasons. But uh, some of the pains that I see, so if you're a brand or retailer tuning in, uh, some of the pains that we see and we work with uh, brands on, uh, and obviously where I see the conversational index applying that I'll have my guest today speak more on shortly, uh, our scalability issues, right? We saw uh, the massive uh, traffic bump during COVID uh, caused a lot of customer support teams to be overwhelmed, right? Uh, lack of expertise in conversation. A lot of brands are relying on outsourced agents, uh, people who aren't maybe passionate about what you're selling. They're just there to read a script. Uh, and then another big one that I'm excited to talk about are disjointed experiences. Uh, a brand, if they have a mobile app, if they have a mobile experience, a digital experience, a store experience, they should all feel like one single organism, not a bunch of disjointed 
uh, uncomfortable experiences amongst them. So uh, without further ado, I'll get off my soapbox. So you can see I'm a little passionate about this topic myself, uh, but it's clear that your digital presence, your digital presence, excuse me, is more important than ever before. So it's my absolute pleasure to introduce the U.S. CEO of iAdvise, Nicholas DeRozan. Uh, and we're going to talk more about the impact of the conversational index when building out a crawl, walk, run to modernizing a messaging strategy. Nico, can you hear me? Yes, Terrence. Cool. Happy to be here. Yeah, great to have you here. So I heard you only got about a, an inch and a half of snow up in Boston, right? Yeah, it's not holding though, unfortunately. But uh, snow day at home, kids not going to school. Uh, wife isn't that happy about this. Yes, um, I actually just raced back. Uh, my daycare provider said she was open and we were there within minutes. Uh, so I can relate. Um, Nico, talk to me a little bit about how you've been occupying yourself the last 12 months besides uh, dealing with uh, uh, your employees like myself. Um, there is um, one thing I wanted to share with uh, on the show today is one of the books that has been keeping me busy um, that I actually brought here. It's Pitch Anything from Owen Claff. So this one's interesting because it essentially talks about the fact that there are three layers in our brain. There is the crocodile brain, there is the midbrain, and then there is the outside brain, which is the uh, neurocortex. And uh, although they are the outside brain and crocodile brain only a few inches apart, there's actually millions of years of evolution between the two. Hmm. This matters because right as i'm currently articulating a message i'm articulating it with my uh, neurocortex the outside brain the sophisticated brain but you are listening to it with your crocodile brain which is very primal it reacts to fear to anxiety hunger sleep this kind of stuff and that's not an insult right <laughs> no it's not an insult so the book is all about the fact that there is a major translation issue between how we articulate the pitch and how we uh, receive it and how to bridge this gap Hmm. Hmm. Um, I hadn't heard that and mm -hmm. uh, I haven't been called a crocodile brain before, but uh, it's something I will check mm -hmm. out. Uh, Nico, so of course, you know, our work is so focused on uh, creating a, a, a memorable consumer experience. Um, but I think it's important to reflect on our own experiences. Have you had anything uh, that stands out in your mind uh, the past year, especially on uh, either negative or positively as a consumer, an experience you may have had? Yes, very much. It's actually older than this. It's from about two years ago. Uh, very common story. Go to my local food, food store, do the shopping, fill the cart, go to the cashier, unload the whole cart, and then, bam, no wallet. <laughs> Frustrating. You already see yourself going back home. You already see that you've lost an hour, an hour and a half in your day. Yeah. And the store manager was actually here and he didn't know me and offered to lend me 40 bucks to pay for the, uh, for the, uh, for my card. And, uh, I would just pay him back later on. Um, very strong experience. And he definitely got back his investment because I've been going back there systematically over the past two years now that I actually need to, uh, to buy some uh, more food. Uh, but this, yeah, this kind of altruistic initiative, caring initiative, empathy, uh, made it a memorable experience. Yeah. Um, and, and was there anything that you've learned about yourself as a consumer during the COVID time in particular? Uh, definitely. Um, I used to think that social interactions were a bonus 
And I got to discover that it is, at least for me, a fundamental need. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I crave social interaction just as much as I need to feed myself, I need to sleep, I need shelter. Uh, so, of course, the latest 12 months have been hard on this. Um, a lot of Zooms, but it doesn't quite replace those real social interactions. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, it, uh, and especially with the work from home life, I think a lot of us can feel like we're in our kind of, our home has become sometimes a prison, right? Mm. You, you're stuck, mm. uh, which I think is unfortunate for a lot of people who are, you know, normally it's your, it's your getaway home. It's your spot mm. to get away and relax from work. Mm. Um, so yes, that authenticity and that, that social connection is important. Mm. So uh, Nico, let's get to the meat of today's discussion, uh, which is the conversational index. And as a reminder for everyone, today's topic is specifically on assessing and benchmarking your messaging maturity with the conversational index. So uh, before we dive in, Nico, give me a little bit about the methodology behind this index and what it is. Uh, yeah, it's, it is an exciting topic. Uh, you were sharing your enthusiasm in the introduction. Uh, I can also share mine. And the whole rationale behind it is that we are in 2021. Um, and in 2021, the consumer is what we call the always-on consumer, meaning that he's primarily on his mobile browsing uh, websites. He is connected 24-7. He's expecting authenticity. He communicates through messaging channels like Facebook Messenger and uh, WhatsApp. Um, he is impatient and expects to find his answers right away. Mm. Um, so that's today's consumer. And then when you look at what brands are offering to address those expectations from today's consumer, uh, you realize there's a gap. You realize that many e-commerce websites out there don't even have messaging, which is the number one communication channels for this always on consumer you realize that those that aren't equipped are equipped with what you can call first-generation chat solutions, like those solutions that were uh, launched on the market about 10 years ago. Mm. So they, we see a wide experience gap between the experience expectations from consumers on what brands, e-commerce websites specifically, are delivering in terms of experience. And I know this. We know this at our advice because that's what we do uh, on, on a daily basis. But the market doesn't know this. The market is not aware of this gap. So we've built this framework to uh, quantify this gap and help educate the market to be more aware on how they stand in regards to their uh, conversational maturity. And you said uh, first generation is only about 10 years old. I swear I've used some websites that uh, remind me of the Oregon Trail software from the early 90s or whenever that was. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, know, um, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so, Nico, who is the consumer today? You, you've talked about uh, making sure that we adapt for them. But tell me a little bit more about why this is particularly important. Um. Yeah, his expectations, I think yeah, the key elements about this consumer is, I like the term of the always-on consumer. Mm. He expects authenticity, he's on his mobile, he's connected 24-7, he expects to find his answers right away, he's impatient. Uh, that's essentially what defines the, the, the consumer today. Gotcha. So um, my other follow-up question naturally is, what is this index? 
Tell All me. right, so let's unveil what this index is. So this is something that we've already been doing on the stealth mode over the past 12 months, okay. uh, but we've decided to open up this uh, methodology to the world because we believe that there is value uh, for to be shared. Uh, let me share my screen on this because the best way to proceed is to uh, show a actual visual. Great. And uh, Fritz, I'm just doing a tech check. You can still hear me fine. Everything's good. Thumbs up. Okay. Fritz gave the thumbs up. We are able to share screen. No problems. <laughs> good. Go ahead, Nico. All right. So let's talk about the conversation index. It's a score uh, to help businesses assess their, the maturity of their ongoing conversational strategy. Based um, on our experience, we've defined six pillars. The first three pillars, is, which is what you see on the top, is everything that has to do with the content. Um, the point here is that when the always consumer is reaching out to a brand, he doesn't just expect to have a conversation for the pleasure of having a conversation. He actually expects some answers, some help. And this is where the content of the conversation actually matters, right? Okay. So the first pillar is what we call the expertise, the empathy, and the authenticity, right? That is being injected within the customer journey. And this is something that is delivered typically by the different human respondents that are available to the consumer. It might be some product experts, it might be some in-house agents, it might be some in-store associates. There are different uh, possibilities uh, out there. Then you've got the scalability. The scalability because the human respondents are the ones that are bringing those emotions, that empathy in the journey. Hmm. Uh, but human respondents are expensive and they are not scalable. So this is where leveraging tech, AI, bots to scale, to mix with the human respondents and scale, enhance the human respondents across the customer journey is important. Then you also have the business drive, meaning how is all of this content, the conversational strategy, does, how does it align with the, uh, the business strategy? How does it deliver sales? How does it improve the operational efficiency and so on? Then the three pillars at the bottom is how this content is being delivered. Hmm. It, how is being delivered to match the expectations from the always-on consumer? So it starts with the personalized engagement. Meaning, how does the conversation start? How accessible is the brand for to all of those consumers that are actually uh, seeking some, some answers? Then you've got uh, the, the next pillar is the rich and user-friendly messaging, which is when you are having that conversation, the messaging conversation, uh, how does it match the standards that have been set by solutions like Facebook Messenger or uh, WhatsApp? And finally, the last one is omni-channel and seamlessness. This one is about the fact that consumers don't engage with brands only one time uh, to ask a question. They actually have a succession of different interactions with the brand along the customer journey. So this is about the brand's capability to provide a seamless and omni-channel experience throughout that customer journey. So it doesn't appear as a fragmented conversation, series of conversation, but one single conversation between the, 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 the consumer and the brand. And this is what I was actually, uh, I mentioned earlier, it's something that I see pretty frequently, the disjointed experiences between the messaging mediums and the engagement uh, uh, areas, I'll call it for the lack of a better word. 
Cool. Uh, so Nico, what's under the hood here? What are we actually looking at though? Uh, you know, where did you get this from and, and where did the uh, concept come from? Yeah. Um, so this is uh, the methodology has been built from our 10 years of experience in the field from the feedback from about our portfolio of 2000 brands. Um, and uh, something else that helped us build the methodology is the methodology is the dozens of A-B tests that we've been doing, right? Mm. And testing different, the importance of different features on generating some value for uh, the consumer. So this helped us assess the weight of all of those features along the, uh, the actual journey. And great, uh, that's very clear, but uh, I imagine there was some time to, to test this out. Did you, did you see any results from 2020 when you published this? Yeah. Um, so I've selected here some examples of the visual that brands uh, undergoing this assessment uh, will see. Um, this is, so I took out the name, but a brand will see what is its core. In this mm -hmm. case, its conversation index score is going to be 32. Now, 32 means nothing by itself. So you need to benchmark it to some other numbers, right. which is what we've done. We've added here uh, an industry average. What we see that this industry right here is e-commerce and then the industry leaders. Uh, what we are seeing is most of the industry is, has still some pretty basic kind of messaging solutions. Right. Um, but what we also see is that there's a large gap between those that industry average and the market leaders. And what the market leaders have in common is that they have managed to make sure that chat is not just that button that is at the bottom right of your screen. Right. They have managed to bring conversation at the heart of who they are as a brand, and they have become conversational. They have redefined how they engage with their consumers and have made it a major um, competitive advantage. And then on the right, what you can also see is that we break up this core. Say, so, okay, 32, but why? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And this is where you have the spider chart in which you can find, again, the six pillars of the index that we were describing earlier. And here again, the possibility to benchmark your brand with um, what the industry averages or what the uh, industry leaders are uh, actually able to do. And Nico, do you have any, I, I mentioned, excuse me, you mentioned the industry leaders here. Do you have any particular brands that you uh, are impressed with? Um, definitely. Uh, the one that pops is going to be Samsung. Uh, and what they have done didn't happen uh, overnight, right? It's the result of a long process. Uh, as far as I can tell, there is at least two years of uh, transfer of digital transformation for this uh, for this company in bringing it at the core of their of their business. Uh, and they've done exactly what we've talked about. They've managed to make the conversation part of the brand. Um, is if you go on samsung.com, you know that you will have some, uh, you will be, uh, you'll have access to some one-to-one -one advice from some Samsung experts that are highly knowledgeable and passionate about everything that they provide. Um, and it matches all the, the criteria that we have here. It's, uh, they have the right content, they were able to scale it. They have that omni-channel seamless experience throughout the journey. It's quite impressive what they have uh, delivered. So um, help me understand, 
you know, of course, we have this. We this is all public information, I'm sure, to some uh, extent, right? To help us build this out. Uh, when you share this with clients, I imagine to see yourself possibly below industry average, uh, probably get some people talking at the company. Yes, I confirm. Um, there are different scenarios, right? The first scenario is for some brands, what this will do is that it will trigger a reaction. Right? That number here, 32, this is exactly what we were talking about in quantifying the experience gap. Is they realize that they are lagging behind and that they need to invest in this uh, conversational strategy to catch up with the market and the consumer's uh, expectation. So that's the first impact that we see is triggering a reaction by raising the awareness on the problem that they weren't necessarily aware of. A second reaction that we'll see is once that this reaction has happened, some will tell us, all right, let, I need to do something about it. I need to deploy a, an ambitious conversational strategy, but I don't know where to start. There's just so many, it's a pretty complex uh, topic. Uh, and using this framework, including the spark chart on the right, it helps them build a roadmap to have a sort of cold walk run approach to define what are the different bricks that will help me reach the vision um, of where I actually uh, want to go to. Another impact going diving a bit more into the details is what I'm sharing right here is the summary of this index. But the assessment actually goes much more into the details because you want to be helpful for the brands, right? Once that you've triggered the reaction, you don't want to create any frustration after this. Mm. So in the um, purpose of being helpful, uh, we will give the details for each one of these access of what are the actual features that are present and that are missing in their existing strategy. So this is something that can be reused directly to fuel the roadmap. Mm. And then the last use case is, um, at the end of the day, it's all about the bottom line, right. top line, the bottom line, right? Where are the dollars? I'm going to do this, all right, it's great. It's, it's, it looks very fancy on my website. The consumer is gonna be happy, but how, as a business, do I benefit from this? Right. So this is also where we help those brands going through the digital transformation to quantify what is going to be this business impact, right? Um, what is going to be the impact on the different avenues of direct revenue, on the conversions, on the AOV, the loyalty, uh, and you can even go see wider. What's going to be the impact on the word of mouth? What's going to be the impact on the insights that we'll get on the conversation to improve my overall journey? And there's, of course, the impact that they uh, generate with some uh, cost savings. So this is something that we co-build with the brands so that they can build an internal case and afterwards to um, justify that this conversational strategy is something that needs to be deployed a, uh, across the business. And I imagine too, you know, this is something that would be particularly impactful for those brands, you know, that are keeping a, a close eye on a competitor, right? To get an understanding of where they stand against, uh, I'll use two examples randomly, but uh, the North Face and Nike, I imagine they look at each other an awful lot. Or the North Face and Patagonia is another example. So I could see this being particularly impactful there too. Yes, absolutely. And because this assessment is done from putting ourselves in the consumer's shoe, meaning it's based on all public information. Right. right, we go through the website and we've got this checklist of about a hundred different elements that we need to validate. So uh, indeed, we are being asked to assess where their, the brand's competitors stand 
So right. that's in defining the vision of the conversational strategy, they can not only catch up with the competitors, but have something else, be ahead of the curve um, to be beyond the, uh, the market average. In any perfect hundreds yet, Nico? Uh, not yet, not yet. <laughs> but uh, honestly, those that are at 70, it's already something that is uh, that is uh, pretty strong. Got it. Um, so, yeah. for anyone listening, of course, how would they do a? Uh, how do how do they get started on this sort of assessment? Uh, so so far, this is something that we've been doing in stealth mode. I mean, doing it only um, internally for existing customers, and we've done what about a bit more than a hundred assessments today. Uh, and in doing those assessments, we've, gen we've identified, I think, more than $2 billion of actual incremental revenue for these businesses. Mm. Uh, and what we've uh, decided to do is to open up this framework to the rest of the market, because I believe that everyone actually benefit from this. Right. So we've opened up a waiting list for anyone who actually wants to have their assessment done. And I believe that Fritz will be sharing a link in, this, uh, in the comments of this, um, of this meeting for of this interview for those who want to know more. Uh, and the next step afterwards is also to publish some regular benchmarks to show the trends and uh, to be much more granular in those, uh, in those benchmarks. And I think, uh, you know, Nico, uh, this is great, great to see, of course, this development and, and moving so quickly to be helpful. But I think one thing that you stress that's very important um, is the crawl walk around approach, right? Because it can be pretty intimidating, I imagine, to see yourself at a 20 compared to the average of 35 and in industry leaders in the 70s. Uh, and naturally, while we wish it was just a flick of a switch or, you know, unkink one problem to get to that score, uh, you did reiterate the, the importance of crawl walk run. We're going to help guide and, and coach these, these, these brands that have this interest in getting there. Uh, but it is all about resonating with your consumer and making sure, of course, that you can connect with them in their preferred way. So mm -hmm. I think that's particularly impressive about the index uh, and already 100 done. That's great. And yes, it is intimidating, right? Because so the whole point of this is uh, chat is not chat. It's much right. deeper than this. And once you become aware of how deep it actually goes, yes, it does become intimidating, especially right. considering that it will impact the UX across the customer journey that it will require some human uh, adoption because you will have all of those human respondents, in-store associates, contact center agents that need to be onboarded into the actual strategy right? Uh, because you have all the tech integration that's also, also needed. So yes, that's uh, a lot of obstacles. This is why, why building a roadmap to um, lay the bricks one after the other uh, makes sense to, to make progress. Um. And, and sorry, I'm going to get a little greedy on my own questions before possibly Fritz. I know we have a few that I can see already building in the queue. So feel free to queue one up in a second. Uh, but you mentioned, I think, Nico, that about 60% of brands today have some form of messaging on the site today. You know, as someone who's receiving this conversational index, um, how do I best prepare a possibly a, a, a removal of the existing service that could be so well built into my uh, IVR systems, call systems, things like that? Uh, so yeah, you mentioned something that's a uh, that was a surprising fact, surprising figure is in doing the assessments of those hundred plus brands. Uh, what we actually see, at least in e-commerce, is that forty percent of businesses out there are not equipped with messaging. Mm. And then going back to the always-on consumer, this is twenty twenty-one. His preferred mean of communication is messaging. But 40% of those brands don't even have messaging to be able to engage with the, uh, uh, the consumers. 
so yeah, that's definitely one of the takeaways from this um, from the, the the first figures that we uh, were able to capture. Uh, Fritz, we have a, a few seconds left. Good, yeah. Crossfire, put Nico on the hot seat. Uh, question from Peter. Very interesting. Are there any companies currently measuring themselves with this index? So so far, we've been doing it ourselves, meaning brands ask us to do it and we do it. And this is something that we've been focusing on mostly in e-commerce. And within e-commerce, we are looking at what we call high-touch retail, mm. meaning all of those businesses that are selling high-consideration products, either complex products or expensive products. Um, I'm thinking of consumer electronics. Right, you want to buy a new uh, TV or a new smartphone. I'm thinking of uh, sports and outdoors. You want to buy a, a pair of shoes to improve your performance for a marathon. I'm thinking of home improvement. You want to refurbish your bathroom, um, and you don't know you don't know where to start. Right. So these are the, the 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 kind of verticals that we've been focusing on mostly because this is where we see the strongest need to address those uh, consumers' expectations. Uh, Fritz, do we have one, one more? Yeah. So how are you measuring in, uh, excuse me, additional incremental revenue? Uh, so here, the word incremental is actually uh, interesting because the, the question here is you have messaging, you are assisting those consumers, uh, but what is the incremental revenue that's generated by this, right? You assist some sales, but some of the sales would have happened uh, otherwise. And so we've run dozens of those incremental um, tests. And the something that came out is that some conversational strategies are actually destroying the sales. Mm. Not only are they having a very limited impact on additional sales, but the way they have been designed uh, is, uh, is perceived as an annoyance from always consumers, especially those on mobile who are extremely sensible and actually uh, leads to a lot of cart abandonment and a negative kind of uh, incremental revenue. Um, on the six pillars, this is where the personalized engagement becomes so important because it's one thing to be reaching out to the right consumers at the right time, but it's also important to make sure that it's, it's, uh, it doesn't become an intrusive kind of, uh, of experience. And you've mentioned a few times, I think I heard you speak uh, in a webinar or a stream with uh, Gartner or Forrester, I can't remember who it was, but uh, you mentioned that the ubiquitous chat presence that some brands have, it's just like, frankly, if you were to be followed in the store, right? Uh, you're constantly badgering them if they need help. It can actually turn people off, turn them away, right? If it's not the right sort of help at the right time. Yes, that's a very good image. Absolutely. Uh, wonderful. We are at uh, the bottom of the half hour. Nico's out of the hot mm. seat. Uh, thanks for joining us, Nico. This was fun. Thanks, Terrence. So uh, as Fritz mentioned, if you have an interest in getting your brand's uh, conversational assessment, Fritz, you can fire up that link one more time and uh, we will put it in the comments. Uh, there is a little bit of a queue, but actually we will get in touch with you as, as soon as you uh, submit uh, with some timing on, on, on the assessment. But next week, we have a real treat for you. We've got uh, Veronica Sansev and Scott Silverman, two people that if uh, you've been in e-commerce for even a few minutes, you know these names and definitely know their faces. They host many roundtable events with the Commerce Next team. Uh, uh, they're here to join us next week, Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, and thank you for your time. We'll talk to you then.